Okay, welcome to the Kings of Punk podcast, a podcast where we discuss and explore subcultures, mainly referring to the punk, hardcore, and metal scene abroad and, uh, you know, locally here in the States. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Hammer, to my right. I'm a local. My name's Jake Razor. To my left. Also a local, Gary U.S. Bombs. I'm a little bit loco, if you ask me. Uh, but we got a fun episode today. We're going to be listening and reviewing to a few records. You know, we did this a while back with the band Hellgrazer. They sent in their demo, asked us, you know, what your th- what our thoughts were. We are hot on the heels of a, a fun episode we did last week. That was pretty good. Me and Tim uh, recently yesterday, this past Sunday, went to a show. Yeah, how was that? I haven't even seen you guys. Um, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, do we want to get into that? Sure. Yeah. Why not? So, uh, the bands that were some kept safe. Well, I'll say this: all Syracuse, aka or not from Rochester, for the most part, bands. Interesting. It was. This is at the yeah, Chaos okay. Compound. DIY so, venue, small DIY venue here in Rochester. For those who are unaware, uh, it was this band called Some Kept Safe. And what was that? Uh, very interesting, actually. Uh, it was two, yeah, it was like a kid playing bass and a kid playing guitar. I think it was uh, listed, maybe it wasn't, I don't know if it was listed anywhere, but I'm pretty sure I found me, I think, something on Bandcamp. And I think what they were going for was goth kind of rock stuff. Like with like a, you know, like that a punk tinge But it was it. a duo? It was like a two-piece. They were, yeah, playing over, like, drum MP3 tracks. Ah, okay. Yes. One of those, so, one of those things. But like a drum machine, which in the goth kind of, and you know, darker, that kind of realm is not that out of there. Yeah, it makes no, sense. No, no. However, um, it, it, it very amateurish in a sense. Uh, and I'm not trying to, you know, downplay them or dog them, but very my first band, like, we haven't done okay. this a lot kind of thing vibe i i don't know if i've seen a band i know the vibe you're describing i don't know if i've seen it in a goth rock band that sounds like it could be pretty funny they just gotta keep keep playing live and <laughs> practicing. yeah they gotta kind of have someone there to like actually tell them like hey this is good this is bad like people were being like yeah this is cool this is yeah you guys rock man so it seemed to be like a there wasn't that many people it's probably like 23 24 people there maybe at most um not including maybe the bands. Maybe actually probably less than twenty people paid, I can imagine. I feel bad I didn't go. I almost did, but I was um incapacitated yesterday. But I, I think those whole snowstorm thing kinda scared people off. Yeah. Bit. Makes sense. Should have started sooner, you know, that's what I would have said. Um so they uh, the bass was like bizarrely loud. not bizarrely loud, it was definitely too loud. The guitar was way too quiet. Um, singing it was so it was those those bass and guitar playing over drum tracks and they were both singing um the bass player had this like green and black bass and he That's had like cool. face paint on among other things i mean i'm not gonna assume their gender identity seemed to be definitely some kind of gen z or younger person for sure younger That's than its me. own gender it's gender z so uh that was interesting very they they seem to be having fun, which is good. 
So that's cool. You know, not not gonna like I said, not gonna try and probably um, one of those things like they keep going, they'll get it together. They'll get it. Yeah. They yeah. need they need someone to like be like, Hey, I like what you're doing, this is what you need to do. You know, the bass if they had the bass had a little chorus effect on it, if it was just a little bit quieter. That's what we're doing. Hopefully they hear this. The guitar was just maybe a tad bit louder and they had like reverb and like the drum machine was louder. Then I think it would have been like I don't think it would have been too good because like I don't think the song was songs were very compelling. But at least I would have been like, oh, like okay, this is kind of cool. Like I get what they're I get what they're doing. Yeah, and I think they're doing a at least a decent job of what they're trying to do. Um, we'll see. Keep at it. And guys. then after that was Cooper and flesh shuddering. It was flesh shuddering our. Boy Cooper, who I didn't does, know it was his project. No, it's not his project. Uh, it is our friend, uh, friend Caleb from Syracuse. He, it's his noise project. Cooper was doing, was like a company, was doing like it's a more like collab a collaboration. Set. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was fine, like harsh noise kind of stuff with like you know feedbacky. It was pretty cool, not bad, um, not long enough. It was, it was, it was just fine. Could have been louder, I think, but good. And then. Uh, was a folk punk act. Hell, this is why I wish Kill that I Columbus. went. I will say, kind of a, I'm not gonna, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to like make fun of anyone, I'm not trying to like diss anyone necessarily, but very much not my thing whatsoever. I'm trying to make fun of it a little bit. I think folk punk is produced some of the most embarrassing music that I've heard, maybe ever. Well, you had this kid who's like talking about like being like folk being like a punk kid on the the run in not not on the run like running away from them but it's just like you know train hopping this that and the other there's like a war there's a war on him for uh crimes against music yeah <laughs> committed uh cruel and unusual punishment on my eardrums and we're gonna send him to the hague and the, actually his guitar is pretty hurt too yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's talking about like his Doing that thing that I hate where bands, this song is about, and it's like, I don't care. And half the time it felt like him saying that was longer than how the song was going to be what it was. So it's like, cool, thank you for the three-minute explanation for the song that's a I don't mind somebody explaining their song in nah, some settings. Never explain a song. Usually it's not called for. If it's if it's a really important subject matter, then yeah, then it warrants it. Because I can understand writing lyrics and being like, you know, maybe I don't just want everybody to slam dance to this. Like, maybe I want them to think about what I'm saying. But th- I looked up this band, and the first song I saw was about dumpster diving kombucha. So yeah, oh yeah, I would say the less I the can hear about it, it was the better. I think he said he wrote that song because he needed an original. He, they wanted to have an original, and that's that's he, pretty much like what he said. But he said it in like a much longer way. And he was trying to have an original thought for the first time in his life. I'm not gonna, and I don't know. Like <laughs> my, I if I was gonna make a, I've remember years ago. I was like, if I get 50 likes on this post, I will make a folk punk album, and I definitely got that many. Um, and I never made, never. We're went still waiting. With it. People are still clamoring and waiting uh, with bated breath for this folk punk album. You better hop to come. it. So this is Hammers McGee doing. Yeah, folk I mean, punk if music. I was Hammer gonna make Johnson. a folk punk album, would be like. And one more cigarette before I take my way onto the train. <laughs> and then I go and I see a dog and I eat the dog because I have nothing else to eat. Like <laughs> that kind of stuff. So he's he's singing about stuff that 
me a grown man at this time in my life have like I cannot it's like I sorry I can't relate to you hitchhiking I didn't know people could still do that and then he has a song about hitchhiking is like you know the thing that you do is like write a song about why people yeah I guess there is a reason why people wouldn't pick pick me up because I'm like I wouldn't I it's like I'm gross and I stink and I might kill you and stuff like that and it's like so well, what's you know, the what's the, what's the might kill it. you deal? It's like you got I don't some, know if he said that. You got some crimes to uh, I don't know if, I think answer they, for, buddy. I don't think he actually. I don't know if he said that, but I can think someone thinking that about it's like this guy might kill me. It's like oh I yeah I guess there, that's the reason why people wouldn't pick me up because they think I might kill them. I mean, that makes sense. Here's the thing: I've been a dick about this band. I don't know this kid, and it's nothing personal. But I'll I'll be constructive for a second, and this goes for any band, any person who's writing about the personal experiences i listen to all kinds of music that talks about a bunch of stuff that i can't relate to ranging from hardcore to rap to metal to whatever and the secret is what will produce some of my favorite songs is when you take that thing that's foreign to me and you make it compelling to me anyway and there's a bunch of ways to do that one way is to i don't know so you've had this experience of hitchhiking uh train hopping whatever something very foreign to most people uh there it's you're a human, so there has to be something about that that anyone could identify with. Find that and talk about that. You ever breathe air on a train? Yeah. What you were might, you thinking you about really. it? What do you think about when you're on the train? Probably the same things a lot of people think about because none of us are that special. Like I don't know. Go do that, or just get really good at writing lyrics. Make your wordplay clever, but most people won't Very do either. Matter of fact, kind of work. Yeah, I don't I, think there was any wordplay going down with that at all. And I I, I think it's. What was I going to say? Um, I don't know. Guitar playing also not very good. And it's like, I don't know, like these, does, does he or really a lot of folk punk people, are they like, are they proficient enough in their instruments to like even give a fuck? You know, or do they have that? Like, is that what this genre of music yeah. is about? Like, I mean, if you're, if you're so. traveling like that and this would take it back to more like normal folk music, which much of which I like, I like like old Dylan and shit. Like, okay, so you're doing kind of a crazy thing most people don't do, but I've seen a lot of this country myself, albeit in a different, very different context, and a lot of it is very mundane. A lot of it is just kind of boring. Like, write about that stuff, because everybody's seen that stuff, and they, you can find beauty in it, you can find evil, and really anything you care to find, you can find it in uh, the landscapes of this country, and especially this part of the country. So write about that, and that could probably be compelling to people. But dumpstering kombucha is like, I mean, you could probably make a good song about it, but it's it wouldn't be where I would start, probably. Hey, we've no. all been to Iowa City, Iowa before. So. Yeah, yeah. I've never, that's good one place. state I've never been to, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, can't say you're missing anything. <laughs> I always get it mixed up with Utah and Idaho. I can never keep them straight. All those places are... I mean, actually, Utah might be nice. Salt Lake City seems real weird. I'm a little curious, but yeah. it seems real weird. Interesting. Weird get real place. weird with it. I had a coworker from there when I was traveling for work. Actually, his name was Tennyson, and he taught tennis. And I'm not making that up. Uh, that's interesting. I think he was Mormon. Not sure. Well, that would explain everything. <sighs> so we've got a weird goth band, a harsh noise act, a folk punk act, and to round it off, Fed Ash plays. A, if you aren't aware, a sludge grindcore noise band from Syracuse. One of the and most brutal. I saw them at Bug Jar. One of the most brutal and tightest bands I've ever seen. Really, very musically impressive. Yeah, they were fucking killer. Like, 
always great, and it's always nice to see them. Nice to see Matt, Ali, um, Jason, and Caleb. Good to see them. Great friends. Anytime they come through your town, any of our listeners, go check them out. Please go check them. They should be 10 times bigger than they are right now. Listen to their split with Fentanyl Tapwater, Tim's band as well, on Faith and Failure Records. They were playing songs off that. They were. I was was listening to it the other day. It's cool because it's so heavy and so brutal, but there's like catchy parts in the songs too. They've got like melody to them. It's really, really kind of got it all. So it was fun. I had a good time. Uh, even though most of it was not, I did not enjoy it at the very least, but hey, um, I'm not a sourpuss, and I, I held up my end of the bargain where I was trying to go to one show a, a month where I'm not playing. So, ugh, that is it for me. Um, this month, no more. No this go. This month, no more. And for those that don't know, tomorrow is your birthday, Jake. Yes, it is. Happy birthday to me. I had a good birthday weekend. That we, was, we did. We had. A I felt like a today. dickhead yesterday because I drank too much on Saturday night, and that was why I did not attend the show, basically, although I also combination of things. I wanted to go to bed early because I knew I was going to have to shovel out my car this morning, but also I was able to go to bed early because I did a bunch of Rumpelman shots at night on Saturday, and that was a oh, very you did do poor choice. That was a poor choice. A but, uh, <laughs> yeah, my parents took uh, myself, my girlfriend Darby, and the members of Leaking Head out to dinner, and it was a good time. Uh, she made me an incredible uh, cake that I'm probably going to have to post on our Instagram. It's got, like, a razor on top in the style of the British Steel album cover, and it says Jake Razor in the Judas Priest font. I mean, it was I was yeah. in, in awe of the thing. Um, and on top of that, it, the cake was delicious as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to have to have another slice. Coconut coconut cream. It was it was amazing. So, yeah, I, I'm feeling all right about turning 30. I'm going to try and be productive tomorrow because that's really what I the tone I want to set for this next year. But Well, uh, we got a couple more things to add on to your birthday. Yeah. Here. We got a couple oh, gifts for you. Here we, we go. Got a couple oh, gifts. hell yeah. Sweet. We went to a local record store the other day. Oh, my day. God. Thank you. And we got a couple things for I'm gonna Jake. Do, I'm doing Tim's one first. So Tim's Tim's first. Thank you so much. You guys just didn't have to do this. One second. Oh, fuck yeah. Sick. Thank you, Tim. I yeah, can't no believe problem, you man. found this. I am holding in my hands a copy of Philosophem by the band Burzum. Yeah, Tim perfect, found that. Perfect like, for the yep. winter time. Shit, yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, no problem, man. Happy birthday. Yeah. Classic, classic record. I'm 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 getting it on the snowiest day I've seen in years. It's fucked over here in Rochester. Oh, bro. I remember I listened to that one year on my headphones when it was like not this cold, but this snowy, and I was on mushrooms. That's a recommended experience for just walking around outside. That was, I think, the only time since I was a child where the, the thought came into my head. Man, I wish I could fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do I got from Tyler? You can hear the bag crinkling. Oh, sick. Oh, on Radio Rahim, they do a great job, too. I'm holding now a reissue of a band that we've discussed a bit at length yes. on the show, Antidote. <laughs> the reissue of the classic Thou Shall Not Kill LP. I didn't know Radio Rahim did this. It's got it live at CBGB material including some songs that aren't on the album. It's got a 1982 demo. I've never, I've only heard the EP stuff. Thank you, Tyler. Dude, the demo is pretty sick, too. I'm excited for this. Thank you. I should, and we should keep up with Radio Rahi more because their reissues are consistently oh, yeah. awesome. I never got my hands on that uh, Agnostic Front demos one. Would uh, you? I wanted to. Would, do you have the Blitz singles collection? No. See, that was it was tossed. I saw that, and I was like, 
I should get this for Jake. I feel like he would love love this because I know you like Blitz. It's probably my and favorite oil like, band, but a, and the singles are fucking great. It's so. the best stuff. This is sick too, though. I, it's a it's a toss up. I would be equally happy with either one. Thank you. Yes, there was there I really was. I had a couple choices that I I think you would have been happy with. So I'm glad you like it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, I'm fucking stoked for sure. Thanks. Yeah, let's um. Why don't we take. Should we take a quick break? Before we take a quick break, I think what we should discuss is what we're going to do. What we're going to do. Yes, yes. Actually. Top Pod reacts today. So, right now, we got asked to review a couple records. And if you have a record that you want us to review from either your own record or anything that you find very interesting, you know, don't just send us some doo doo. Uh, like, a, you know, Metallica's first album or something. Yeah, come on. Don't. <laughs> Would like, you guys review Kill Them All? <laughs> I think we will try and do more like big things that are like happening. You know, yeah. I would like to, you know, where we see all oh, this band's getting a lot of hype. Let's check out, see what it is. I think the Turnstile one was very fun. I enjoyed that. Fortunately, having some technical difficulties where we're not able to do it how we want to do it, um, but, but I think it'll it. It, it's going to turn out for the for the better. I think possibly. Um, let us know. But we're going to listen to uh, several tracks from the four way split featuring. Begging for Oxys, Fed Ash, we mentioned earlier, Reeking Cross, and God's America. And then we're going to listen to several tracks from the album Tinge by Ixius. A um, lot of different kind of, I would say a lot of different kinds of styles of music, but I think all the bands it's that we're varied. discussing are great in their own right. Um, and I don't think you've, uh, any of, either of you have ever listened to maybe any of those bands, or at the very least, not these releases. I've only heard Fat Ash, that's it. <laughs> the Garrett God's no, America. I know, uh, know Reeking Cross. You know yeah. Reeking Cross, okay. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll get right into it. Oi, brav. I'm just kidding, I'm not going to do the voice. Uh, this is Jake Razor here to talk to you about Syrup Head Recordings, uh, a label and distro that has been bringing you all manner of extreme underground music since 2011, which is a long time if you think about it. I feel old. That's okay. Um, he's got some brand new or relatively new releases, uh, all three of which I think are fucking great and I highly recommend. Um, I know I've mentioned them on the podcast before, but it bears repeating, and it, they weren't a re-listen for me as well. Um, you got Gray Skies Fallen, Cold Dead Lands, from their group from New York City. That's a sort of pretty typical, but not in a bad way, uh, death metal slash doom metal hybrid. Really checks all the boxes in that department. Great riffs, great kind of epic vocals. That's a good one. If you like fucking crazy music that's more on the experimental side, you got to check out The Swarm spelled with three R's, uh, self-titled cassette, out now on Syruphead. Uh That's a group from Kobe, Japan that's been around since 1996. Um, it's like this hybrid of hardcore and noise rock and like old screamo, not like white belt stuff, like, you know, like Ampere, that kind of thing. And then also just some straight up noise mixed in there as well. Really wild, manic, uh, but also a bit of a virtuoso vibe on it as well. So, uh, very Japanese, as I believe we've mentioned. Uh, and then the third and my favorite of his recent trio of releases is the False Gods No Symmetry Only Delusion cassette. This is a group from Long Island, and they play a really crushing, negative, 
blend of music. Uh, it's like got the sludge doom element that I'm sure many of you are familiar with from, you know, I Hate God, all those kinds of bands. But they mix that in with the metallic nihilism of a band like Neglect or even Sheer Terror, you know, that really negative hardcore that came out of New York City and New Jersey during like the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, and I love that stuff. And that combination of styles works together really, really well. Great bummer music. Lots of other bummer music on his distro if you're just looking to get negative. So head on over to syruphead.storeenvy.com or you can head on over to Instagram. That's at syrup underscore head underscore recordings and give them a follow there. All three of those tapes are limited to 100 and they're all fucking Evy, Evy, the voices back in it. So shout out to Syruphead and go check him out and check out those new releases. Bye. Okay, so we're back here, folks, uh, and we're gonna be listening to a few things. What, what should we do first? Let's do the let's do the Ixius record. The I don't Ixius know who, who is Ixius. I don't know anything about so, it. So Ixius is uh, our friend Brad. Yep. Brad Cook. He's from uh, Baltimore. And on this record is Elijah Woodbridge on drums. Um, James Plotkins mastered it. Ryan, his uh, Brad's brother, um, did some of the layout. There is a movie along with it too. Uh, it's only like 15 minutes, but we're gonna listen to just like a few, a few tracks off this. Excuse um, me, excuse me. Why do I, don't do I need to plug this thing in in the back? What? No. Is it plugged in? Is it not plugged in? One of them isn't. I'll plug it in. Don't okay. Worry. We'll get it. So we're gonna listen to the first. I'm going to listen to the first five or so songs from this. It'll be about, like, three minutes, if not less than that. Okay. Because, uh, like, hardly any of them go over a minute. Most of them are very quick. I mean, it's actually, there's a couple minute, minute plus ones. But Excuse me, I'm coughing. I promise I don't have COVID. I drank my no tea COVID too fast. Uh, we'll, we'll listen to it. We're going to listen, and we'll, I'll tell you what songs we listen to when we're done.
All right, we just listened to about five or six songs there. Begging, Absorbed, Observe, Lockdown, Repress, and Dogmatic Embrace. So I think the first thing you notice, I mean, if you listen to the whole record, um, it flows like crazy well. That was what impressed me the most. The the way that they used the intro and the outro and the, not outro, the little interlude and the samples with the synth and the noise did a you know we've talked before about how a lot of people try to especially with heavier music they try to do that and it just feels like a pointless little throwaway shit they added on it yeah not the case here that genuinely added a lot to the mood of the whole thing Mm -hmm. which as much as i can see why bands want to do that when they play this style of music because it really benefits from it otherwise it's kind of like all right, I'm hearing blast beats and screaming, and even if I have an appreciation for that, uh, something that you might get from a live show is going to kind of be missing on a record, whereas this, the the mood sort of shifts. It, it made it feel genuinely dark. That was a menacingly menacing kind of thing. The bit with the piano, that was real spooky. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like that a lot, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, that, those are little things that can take a record like this and sort of take it from something where I'm like, oh, this is whatever. This is cool. Into some, something that I actually remember. Yeah, because, like, the music is, like, more, I want to say, it's definitely not straightforward. It's grind in the ver- in the vein of, like, bands like Asuk. 324. Discord and Saxis. Um, you could hear Discord and Saxis for sure. You yeah. know, and, like, the more dissonant kind of, like, guitar stuff. It's pretty pretty crazy off the wall kind of like songwriting in general too like songs are very short for the most part like goes very goes by very very quick so having those like longer like elements kind of really kind of add something to it um it's mixed really smooth though it's it's the mix on it the production is and i don't know if this is going to be an insult for fans of the genre but the mix is not very abrasive and i think that's good because mood wise Rather than it just being the kind of thing where I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is painful to listen to. This is just excruciatingly brutal. It makes it feel menacing and dark and foreboding in the same way that the, you know, interludes and shit do, which, like, menacing, foreboding, that's not really what I get from Grind all the time because it's just, it's so manic. But the mix, the way that the vocals are kind of not totally front and center and they're not, like, super high-end screeching kind of style... Uh, gives it sort of that uh, d- shadowy vibe that is hard to sort of infuse into this style of music, and he pulled it off really well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great album. I, I have the LP. Dark Grind. Uh, I remember Brad sent me, like, this is when they were, like, a two-piece. They, like, wrote this. Um, they're now a four-piece with Brad just doing vocals. And I remember when Brad Brad sent me like an early like version of this, and it like fucking blew me away. He he said it's he was trying to go for like uh, what is it uh, the uh, suffering the suffering Luna gas split, but like both of them. And if you aren't if you aren't aware, suffering Luna is like kind of this weird sludgy power violence kind of band that was like did stuff in like 
that scene, like the 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 second third wave kind of PV scene, and uh, Gasp is like a psychedelic power violence band. They're very weird, like those those piano and the synth stuff. They would do a lot of like tape loop kind of weird stuff in between songs, and they would have something like their album Drone Triller of Puzzle Zoo People. Very like everything kind of flows together very similarly. Um, they they do more of a they kind of rock out a little bit more than uh, you know Ixius does. Yeah, for sure. But I thought he fucking nailed it, and it's definitely nice to hear something within the grind scene or Jason at the very least have that like kind of depth to it that forward thinking yeah along with it yeah, yeah exactly that is nice every once in a while i don't care for like you know i know some people who are like yo we need to have more raw grind core and it's like i fucking i can't stand that shit there man. is a lot of it too i mean it's, it's like a godliglies you know how many raggards they put out a year it's just that that kind of style of grind core never really impressed or you know, really won me over. I just don't like stuff that sounds shitty for the sake of being shitty and like DIY proving some sort of like thing. Like we're not like cat. We're not capitalist. We're not corporate. We're not this. It's like, I don't care if you are like, I want to hear sick music. I mean, you like, know, that didn't, that's not going to stop me from like, you know, listening to typo negative white zombie or something. Yeah. I, I, I only really care for music that makes me feel something. And if yeah. it's just like a four track of a guy blasting and another guy screeching, it's not going to really make me feel anything except maybe kind of annoyed personally. Well, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Nate and Gray from Demolition have talked about because they, they both run two different degrees, uh, house venues. And uh, Nate mentioned just being sick and tired of like grindcore bands that maybe we would like. But he's just like, you know, it's like how many of these bands are just doing pretty much doing this just to have a place to hang out and get drunk with their friends. Yeah. Like very it's good not, point. it's hardly about the fucking music and especially being in the Midwest, I can absolutely understand his like approach to that versus like, yeah, maybe someone like me and Tim, uh, during that time being a little more shielded from that. Yeah. You know, maybe only getting the best of the best kind of, or, the better of those bands kind of coming through up your pizza high fives, your uh, misanthropic noises, your uh, deterioration. Yeah. You know, your mellow harsh, your mellow harsh. And not a lot of those, a lot of those bands weren't on those, aren't on those kind of levels. And, you know, and even those like even pizza high five at times is well, like some of that stuff is just like fine. It's a silly you know, name. This it ba- is a silly this name. This thing we just listened to does not sound like a band named after pizza. Pizza high five dark. is Definitely has a bunch of really fucking good records, though. Like, they got, like, super fucking good. Like, it was one of the bands that, like, really did develop and, like, potentially like, being able to... I wish I could hear what like, there would be now. That last Simon Inch they put out. Your Perception, Deception, yeah, or whatever. That yeah, that really one is good. fucking really good. The, you know, this... Yeah, great, great band. Power Cup Split. Power Cup Split, great. Great band and great dudes. Um, but, yeah, the Ixies was... This shit's fucking amazing. This shit is amazing. Like... I, I yeah, cannot I'm wait impressed. to hear more from this band. Um, what I've heard is good. I want it. It's one of it's an it's and it's one of those bands where it's like I am upset that more material isn't on an LP. Like I want to hear the twenty five minute LP. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, I hope this is. I hope this band doesn't end sooner than later. Um, let's go to the next release. So I guess, or I guess, yeah. What do we rate it? How do we want to do this? Big thumbs up, five thumbs up, and uh, 
a side of Old Bay. That's what I'm going to give them. Yeah. Five thumbs up and a side of Old Bay. Because they are from Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, what do you? What I'll do give you it, I'll give it just because I only heard a couple songs. I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10, I guess, because okay. I, I think I need to hear more to judge if they can keep it up for a whole album. Um, I have iffy feelings about the. I was talking about how they do the. What I think is the Jakob say thing of the the full stops and starts where there's all silence. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool, but I'm I'm iffy on it. I have mixed feelings about it. I love that kind of shit. It's it's it it works. It especially it works here. I think because. It's kind of has the atmospheric feel with the intro and the the interludes, and then that's mm-hmm. kind of jarring. It's like a glimpse of the real, and I appreciate that. Okay. Um, yeah. Intro intro was cool. It sounded like I don't know what it was supposed to be. It sounded like I was in the woods, and then there was a train, and that was kind of scary. Um, so yeah, se- seven seven and a half, I think for me. Yeah, let's give it two thumbs up and a big old glass of natty bow. There we go. Hey, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Have a good gash of Daddy hey, Bo and some fucking. I'm out of practice with the fucking bay. voice. I can't can't do it as good as I water? used to. Hey, you need to get your fucking mid Atlantic. Get my fucking mid Atlantic accent back. I love fucking the ocean. The ocean. I love drinking step into ocean. the ocean. I like the brown ocean. That's a good bit. That's a good come town bit. Huh? The 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 Pittsburgh accent is even gnarlier. That's like a mix between that and the one we have. Yeah. The Yinzer voice. But more like with additional bricks dropped on their head. Yeah, it's yeah. really fucked. Yeah. Couple couple dozen bricks. Let's um what should we do next? Uh so the next is a four way split. And as of right now, I do not have God's America side. So we are gonna have to just kind of deal with it and just listen to the other three. But we got three other bands to choose from, which is kinda great. Uh Fat Ash, God uh Begging for Oxies and Reek and Cross. We said you wanted to do Reeking Cross, right? Sure. That first? Yeah. All right. Let's. I don't know do, anything oh, about who's Reeking Cross. I don't so, know anything about any of these other. Yeah, than yeah well, I, I'm friends with all these bands. So, um, Reeking Cross, and you are too, to a degree, Tim. Uh, Reeking Cross is uh, Mason, who played in Enemy Soil, and I believe Jake, uh, who plays in Triac, I Flies, fucking bunch of bands. He is a beast on the drums. He is like. One of the loudest drummers. I remember I was helping uh, Paul at Rapid Decay Fest mix like stuff live. He's like, "Hey, do you want to help me like do this so I can like watch some bands take a break?" I was like, "Cool." So I was never mixed anything live before, you know. Uh, did sound, so I did it, and I nice. was like, "I don't know why there was even a mic on his snare because I like kept turning, I like kept turning it down. I was like, "What the fuck." This dude it just gets louder like, the more you turn it down. Dude, it was <laughs> he hits this fucking drum so hard. Like, and I people say people love to say that, and especially in the grind, dude, this guy hits the drum so hard. But like, he does, and he's got a sick kit to do it. Um, both times, I think the multiple times we've seen him live, which I will say, I don't, I don't care for that mentality of like, you gotta just keep hitting harder. I don't. If you're a drummer out there, hit as hard as you think you need to, for the most part. Tell your fucking guitar player and bass player to turn down maybe a bit. That's all. Especially if you're playing a DIY fucking shitty basement where, like, the PA sucks ass. Like, how many shows we've played and been to where you can't hear the vocals because, like, everything else is just too loud? Yeah. I don't know. Just turn it down. That's like playing at the Crown. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Let's listen to... Well, I guess we've got to be up... We'll see what you guys think. Um... Every song on this has they so 
Breaking Cross is like noise core kind of stuff, but not like uh, not like super fast like micro songs. They don't do that. They do okay. like kind of like there is like some semblance of structure to it. They got a bunch of different people um, uh, contributing on these tracks. Um, we could do uh, there's one's the first song Abject Failure, which is features vocals from Ivan from Morgue Breath. We could do something uh, spiritual poisoning, vocals and guitar. Di- uh, Tomoaki from Catasexual Urge Motivation. Yeah, that let's try that cool. one. Yeah, I like yeah. this song title. Okay, who, who is the guy? Who is the guest artist? What what he, is the Catasexual Urge? What, what band is that? What is that? Come. It's a Japanese. Uh, Ooh, cool. I, what do you? Uh, it's like kind of. It's like a weird like. It's kind of like. Gore. I see. I want to say porno grind, but like mixed with like kind of like nine inch nails ish kind like of shit. Right, I'm, I'm interested. I, when I say yeah. porno grind, I don't mean that as a prerogative. Like, Catasexual Urge Motivation is a pretty sick band because they're like more violent. Pejorative, you meant? Yeah. Or what did I say? Prerogative, which is like a goal. Okay, I didn't mean to be pejorative. My bad. Um, yeah, like it is. Uh, Catasexual Urge Motivation is like they're. Lyrics and themes are very sexual in nature, um, but not in a goofy way. Like, yeah, like in a scary kind of. Not, they don't do that. I don't. Yeah, I, as, from what I've heard, they don't really. It's not. So are funny. we gonna are we gonna listen to a song from a band and talk about it? Or are we? Yeah, we're gonna li- we'll listen to that we'll, we'll song. Do, we'll do each band. Yeah, and then we will listen to. You know, what we should listen to also is the song "Headless Apostle," which features features vocals by Harold Mentor. Mentor, who plays in uh, Ride for Revenge. He's a vocalist of From Ride the for mentors. Revenge. From the mentors. Harry yeah, Mentor. No. Harry, a good old Harold Mentor. Um, so we're going to listen to Spiritual Poisoning and then Headless Apostle. Thank you. 
All right. So the last one we didn't plan on listening to. That was one with uh, that was guy from Suppression. Yeah. So we listened to Spiritual Poisoning, <clears throat> excuse me, Headless Apostle, and Nest. We ended up doing three. The last one featuring Jason from Suppression on vocals. And I, yeah, I was gonna say, I think the my, the one I like the most is the one with the uh, guy from Catasexual Urge Motivation. Is that the first it. one? That yeah. was cool. Yeah, that one was sick. That was my least that favorite. It, I thought that one was boring. There was like nothing happening in it. Really? I liked the last one because it was real manic and the uh, mid tempo part was hard. That like got me kind of hype. I would say I, I mentioned them as noise core. I would say they're more noise grind. Yeah, and the difference between that. Being like, in my opinion, noise core has almost completely improvised to a degree. Yeah, noise grind is more. There is like some semblance of structure, but like it's made to be to sound fucked up. Yeah, I was hoping. You know? I guess my critique of this is that I was hoping it'd be more fucked up sounding. Like the production is kind of polished, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I didn't. There were no su- surprises, you know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I, I kind of heard roughly what I would expect from a grindcore record, and uh, it didn't hold my attention that much. Like I said, the, of the three songs you played, they, they each got better as time went on. I mean, that first one with the Japanese guy, I mean, I liked how low and brutal his vocals were. It's just I wish they went did, like, one more thing with the songwriting. I don't uh-huh. know what. Or like a yeah. sample or something like that. Just some some spice to it would have gone a long way for me. Okay, I, I get that. I thought I think that's a a fair assessment. I would, it, these uh, breeding cross tracks are yeah in, interesting and unique in the sense. I don't think they've ever done anything quite to this level. They usually have like people guesting on their vocals, like in the recent thing uh, from a split with sidetrack coming out. Uh, Chris, everybody, Chris from Flux Capacitor does vocals on some or all of them, and that's cool. Um, so yeah, usually this is a little bit going a little broader, incorporating people that don't do this kind of style normally, like the one Nest with Jason from Suppression. Like this is right up Jason's kind of alley. Yeah, that's what like Suppression, all the new Suppressions of, as we listened to their, we listened before their older stuff. For the March Madness last year, yeah, they were more of a power violence band. Then we kind of became like a noise rock band, and pretty much became like a crazy noisy grindcore band, noisecore band. So this is right up their alley. Versus like you know the Headless Apostle with Harold Mentor, Mentor. Why do I keep saying like that? You know, Ride for Revenge isn't like a noisecore band. What what is Ride for Revenge like? It's, it's like, like a black. black that's metal, what I thought. Yeah, but like really like very weird and groovy kind of in a way. It's really sick, man. I love Ride for Revenge. Um, let's continue on. Let's uh, see what else we. Get. What do we want to do next? How about Fetish. Fetish. Okay, let's do Fetish. Their songs are their songs are fucking killer. I've heard I have heard them before. Um, why don't we listen to the first song, Field Trip? Because you, you might know this. Yeah, I think yeah they played it yesterday, Tim. Word. All right, we're going to listen to Field Trip by Fed Ash.
Ugh. Another day, another news article about supply chain. Things missing, can't get milk, can't get toilet paper. When's it going to end? Well, one thing that doesn't have supply chain issues is Shirley Road Records. Yeah, that's right. Go over to ShirleyRoadRecords.com to check out a now fully stocked distro. Their distro is carrying titles from Tolivoli Records, Horror, Gore, Pain, Death, Nerve Alter, Faith and Failure, countless other labels. And that list is grown. So go to ShirleyRoadRecords.com and use promo code COPPOD10, that's K-O-P-P-O-D-10, to get 10% off your order. As well, you can also visit ShirleyRoadRecords.Bandcamp.com to stream all the music they've put out. It is also available on all streaming platforms. Visit their Patreon, Shirley Road Records, to check out the monthly offers they have. It includes grab bags of all different shapes and sizes, depending on what your budget is. So head over there, pick something up, tell CJ, Kings of Punk sent you. So that was Field Trip by Fedash. And, uh, for, if you for don't remember, Fedash are from Syracuse, a four-piece band. Really see, fucking sick. That's what's up. That see built different. That band's built different. They really, they really are. Um, it's just, ooh, excuse me. They played that song yesterday. Because um, uh, buddy of the podcast, Erickson, I believe he made the. The kind of weird intro, the that like little thing. ambient kind of thing. That thing yeah, was sweet. Yeah, it was very cool. That's why I think it's so cool about Fedash is they incorporate a lot of that kind of weirder. Well, stuff. there was that, and there was uh, like this uh, noise or synth thing happening in the background of their song, kind of. Or is that see, just it wasn't, a guitar? What was that? It was I, guitar. See, that's what what I like about this band, especially about this track. Like the instruments are kind of blending with each other and creating these uh, textures that you're not even sure what instrument they are, and that's so yeah. cool when bands can do that. It's like a psychedelic effect, like a shoegaze band almost. And then it's like the tempos are melting into each other, like the tempo changes before you even knew what happened, which in contrast to what most like heavier bands do, including hardcore bands, bands I play in, where it's like, all right, click, 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 now we're at a different tempo like, which is, can be fine. That can be really cool. But the way that it's kind of seamless with this band is really like nobody does that. It's incredible. It's, it's like yeah. an, it's like uh, free jazz or something. They're like an ensemble. It's impressive. Yeah, this band should be like way bigger. And yeah, I think they're finally catching on to a degree. And I'm really excited because they, they bring something else to this genre that feels like it's it's kind of missing a lot of the times. You know, it's like we talked about with Ixius, the. Just like I don't want to hear just like grindcore, like it, it doesn't appeal to me. Like you're not you're not really bringing anything to the table. You're not doing anything interesting or different that anyone else is doing. It's it's less of a less than it's lesser than a genre exercise. You're like trying to like be fucking stupid and dumb dumb. Like I don't like that kind of shit. Like if your band isn't gonna have like catchy choruses or like m- memorable parts in the sense that pop music is memorable, then you gotta make me put me in a mood you know and that's yeah. that's sort of what what why a band like this is special yeah exactly what do you think tim yeah it was great like i just love the like yeah like they're all over the board you know like crazy hyper blast parts like uh yeah good like heavy i mean i don't even know if i want to call it doomy but just like weird 
Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know how to describe it. But when it. it slows down, it still feels manic. It's not like... Like, I think, like you said, it's more like psychedelic almost. Yeah, than yeah. Like, than, like, doom. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's because it's not just... It's not boring. It's not boring. You oh, know, yeah. we're so used to, like, a band, like, all right, we're playing fast, and now we're going to go slow, and it's like... <sighs> grinds it to a halt right almost. they're like you know when they when they when they do their tempo changes like you know fast slow fast fast slow it's like the energy fast, goes slow. up on the slow parts it's crazy yeah yeah you your head keeps banging your your head can follow along with it there's something to follow um christoph has lately if you're listening what's up chris christoph uh you've uh he has been railing uh he has railed recently against power violence bands that do the slow thing and uh, a lot of it, he was talking about that band Brain Tourniquet. Um, so he got a seven inch coming out in Iron Lung. And it's like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, it's predictable. It's like doing the, like, now we're doing the slow part. It's predictable. It's boring. It doesn't really add anything. I I think they do something. Fedash is absolutely doing something different. And I think a uh, big part of it is because of their tone, too. Like, for sure. Jason's tone is insane like his guitar tone is fucking crazy probably one of my favorite guitar tones like i've ever heard because also it's so fucking unique it's like i've literally never heard anything like that before like and when do you put a lot of work into attaining that tone? yeah like when do you when can you say that about almost any band nowadays it's like all right here's our hardcore band with a chorus paddle on it uh here's a a death metal band with an hm2 it's like i don't give a shit about that fucking shit that sucks you 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 have a cheat you are you are doing easy mode, and I don't like that. Yeah, I'm trying to go hard here. Yeah, yeah use a rap pedal instead. They're better. <laughs> rap pedals are sick. Um, let's get to the, I guess, the last one that we have to listen to. Because, like I said, we unfortunately don't have God's America tracks. It's yeah, like a PV band, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, fastcore PV, kind of like just a weird band in general. Um, well, so you got. Ten untitled tracks, titled "16 Cuts." Let's just see. Fuck it. Let's just listen to it. You've never listened to "Begging for Oxies, right, Jake? No, I've heard the name. They right. played here before a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Got a lot of stuff. Very uh, interesting band, to say the least. You might like it, may not. Uh, I like. I like them. I like them a lot. So let's take. Let's listen to "16 Cuts."
Okay, that was most of the 10 untitled tracks from Bank of Foxies. 16 Cuts. Interesting band. I kind of don't know what to expect with them. I don't really know what's going on. Like, I know what's going on. I can hear it, but it's like, I don't know how they do it. They are a two-piece. Mark and Aaron. They're a two-piece? They're a two-piece. I don't know if how how they recorded that it sounded like there's a i don't i don't know it's fucking weird i like the sort of pentatonic bass intro and then i very quickly didn't like it i was going to give it like a five but by the end they got up to maybe a six or even a seven for me because the bass player is obviously a fucking beast and also he i liked that he was playing kind of melodic stuff later on that i wasn't expecting there was that one like mid tempo part and the part where it stopped and it was just bass and like that was pretty high energy. Um, I like that they went just total chaos and that I mean that was when I was bored. I it was just boring to me. And then when they kind of circled back to sort of a uh, more sort of locked in rhythm with some melodic bits, I thought that was pretty cool. Obviously, I have a taste for sort of conventional song structures and shit like that, so this isn't really my thing, but. I thought the way that they brought it full circle with the, you know, sort of doomer, like stoner intro, Uh and then some parts sort of called back to that later. I like that. It was almost like a repeating motif. Um, Overall, I guess I would give it a six. That's just me personally. It's my personal taste, et cetera. Yeah. Definitely guy is sick as fuck on bass, and his tone was good, too. They're all, they're they're great at their instruments, and uh, it's, I figured this would be the one band that would kind of catch you for a loop. Throw you for a loop. Yeah. Because, um, like I said, even, like, it's kind of hard to figure out what they're going to do next in their songs. They do a lot of kind of, you know, uh, uh, off-the-cuff kind of things. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, I think makes them a, very, a really interesting band. They, it is impressive. They stand out, like, uh, amongst a crowd of, you know, bands that want to just play standard, crossed-out power violence stuff. So, it, it, it's cool to see them. Like, this is, like, the best I've heard them before, I think. Like, it's, like, the best recording I've heard. They have a shit ton of recordings, too. So, huh. they do not have a dearth of material to check out. Um, check them out. Listen to them. Back and practice. I would say... Uh, I would say 7.5 for that. Fed Ash, I, was, I, would, I would say 10. The other songs on there are really great. Listen to them. They're on Spotify. Um... Begging, yeah, begging for Oxys, I would say seven and a half. Reeking, I would give it, I'd give it a, a seven. I mean, I haven't heard God's America, but and I'm not trying to diss any of these bands, but I think Fed Ash is going to kind of steal the show here. I mean, that's the impression I'm getting. Well, we thought we wouldn't have heard God's America because at the time we recorded these uh, this podcast episode, we didn't have the tracks. Luckily, we got them uh, the other day, and me and Jake are going to listen to them. Yeah, Tim still has not heard them. Tim's at work, if I'm not mistaken. Tim is uh, working, now working Thursday, so now you know his schedule. Now you can uh, go go to his job and r- run at him and You have scream. to guess which place he works at, but you know that yeah. he works Thursdays for the Just, time being. You know, go oh, nobody heard me belch. Rest, I belched you know. a little bit. But, but yeah, we're going to listen to the God's America's track from the four-way split. Uh, we're going to listen to... Extremely obscene, ten times fast, 
Still no future in your frontin' regression and a mother's crime. Life was hard and so were we. So that was God's America with the songs Extremely Obscene, Ten Times Fast, Still No Future in Front, and Regression, and A Mother's Crime. Uh, what did you think, Jake? Um, that was probably my second favorite one on the split of the four bands. Uh, I still think Fetish is better because they just were a little more creative. They have that atmospheric stuff they're doing with their tones and everything that kind of puts mm-hmm. it a cut above. But this was good. It's very manic sounding, which I like, although sometimes if it's, you know, for much longer than this, it starts to get boring for me because it just kind of all blurs together. But uh, tentatively, I, I liked it, but didn't love it. Um, it's, it, was, it was good, though. Definitely potential there. The intro and the or the, whatever that sample is in the beginning is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> very, very funny. Uh, great, great, great intro sample. Um, God's America from, I believe, Las Vegas. I thought it was California. Okay. They're from Las Vegas, I believe. Um, shout out to Andres. Um, there were some cool stops and starts. I liked, I liked that. That was cool. So de- yeah. definitely above par for sure. A, v- a very sick band. Very interesting to say the least. Uh, 
a lot of cool stuff. This is probably my favorite material, the uh, recent material, I'd say, from them. Uh, out of all the things, they recently put out an, an LP or coming out with an LP. Um, it is out. You can listen to it. Uh, that is pretty cool too. I think this sound like this sounds better than that though. Like, unf- yeah. I don't want to say unfortunately. Like the production on the LP, like, like this is just like a little. It pops out a little more. This production is good, yeah. So, uh, wish it kind of had that production, but whatever. I mean, I think overall, like, this split is really has just like four bands that I think each do their own thing very well. A little bit different, but it it's not very weird. It's not like oh, we have this one band that's like definitely lagging behind. No, no, I I don't think you know? so. And and there's a fair degree of variety on it. I mean, if you're into Excuse me. Heavy, fast music. This is definitely, definitely one to check out. I would say yeah. at least one of these bands is going to blow you away and you're going to enjoy all the rest of them. Um, and maybe a few of them will blow, blow you away. I don't think an- anyone's going to be like super disappointed in any of the bands on here. Uh, which one you like the most is probably a lot to do with personal preference. I think that was definitely a factor here for me. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, other factors you can't account for. But Yeah, for sure. It's a, a caustic record to say the least. And it's it's nice to hear a four way split that it doesn't overstay its welcome for the most part. Like every band is around like six to seven minutes. I yeah, think. Yeah, that's perfect, especially for the style of music. That's the best way to do it. I think. Yeah. And they're all slightly they're they're all in this within the same similar realm of like kind of pushing the envelope without being like I don't know like not too far off from each other. You know, there's. How many times you've I've seen like most splits where it's just like one one a one sided split in which that I mean like I'm not gonna listen to the other sides. Yeah, yeah. Like I this is a thing where you want to listen. You could to definitely every, spin every, it from start to finish. Album. Where do you know where God's America is relative to the other bands on here? Do you know what the track order is? I don't. Is that actually, not I don't know the yet? track order like at all. Like I mean, obviously it's gonna to have two that. sides. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's paired up with who. That's, I could, let me, I guess, maybe I'll get some context clues. Yeah, because that, that um, could affect my view of any given band on here uh, big see, time, I think. Four ways, side of four-way split with Beg and Foxy's Fetish and Regan Cross. Uh, but, hmm, I don't know. I, it, it doesn't say, like, you know, it doesn't really say. I would put Reeking Cross in the middle. That's the that was like the slower one, right? Or it had the slow parts with the Japanese guy. Yeah, no, yeah, he was yeah, on yeah. one of the tracks. I wouldn't say it was slow. It had a slow, slow. It wasn't like this. I would say the Bag of Oxy stuff was probably the slow, the slowest at times. I think yeah, all the bands really kind of do. Too. I think all the bands kind of do that thing. Of course, where yeah. They go slow, um, and then they go really fast. Uh, naturally, yeah. But you know, all all doing it very differently too. Um, so yeah, yeah, check it out. Coming out on Nerve Alter and Astrolands, I believe. Yep. So very very sick. And uh, well, sorry. This is this has been a, a, an introduction, and we're just gonna seamlessly go back into the rest of the episode. Yeah. Hope this isn't too weird, guys. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I would say check that out. I forgot. I don't even know who the hell is. Let me check and see who the heck is putting that set that record out. Uh, alter or something. 
Nervalter? Nervalter. Nervalter? And, and, Ner- and Astro Works, I believe, yeah. Oh, okay, sick. Split release with I those two. Oh, yeah. Great, great labels. Check it out. And it's funny, while we were uh, standing here, while we were doing this, some big break breaking news. Break Breaking news uh, from Rock World. Rock World. That's where we live. That's where we live. Yeah, we're in Rock World. The right band now. Every Time I Die... Has died. Has died. They're dead. They're gone. They broke up. I've still have never listened to them in my life. Shit. Well, I'm starting now. I'll tell yeah, you. Let's this. play a song. Uh, <laughs> no. No. I want to have a good night. No. That, I don't want to clown on them, but uh, going through some hard times doesn't seem to be something they want to do. But uh, kind of got no choice, I guess. Right. Yeah. Something with their singers kind of going on. Seems to be weird. Well, because um, he's a wrestler, am I right? Uh, yeah, but I don't know if... Maybe that is... Something, maybe not. I don't think that has anything to do with it, actually. Oh. Some weird drama with the band, because I think Keith and the singer and one of the members is Broad Brothers, and they're in their press release are like, we just, unfortunately, we're not able to figure out what we're going to do. We don't want a new... Sit, we, didn't want, we don't want a new singer, so we're just going to break up because we can't figure out how to go from here, which I say... You know, uh, I commend them for that. You know, the uh, yeah. constantly trying to find a revolving line. If he had a stable lineup that long, like 24 years. Yeah. Is that how long know, they've been around for? Yeah, 98. Wow. Yeah, they've been Jeez, around a long that's time. Cra- that's crazy. Yeah. They've been around that long. It's like, ooh, do you do a lineup change? Nah, you just. It's been the same people, too, for that whole time. I don't. You know what? It can't I, be. Yeah. <sighs> well, what if it was though? Well, then yeah, that'd be crazy. Up. Every time, I they're like a heavy hardcore band, right? Is yeah, I think. Yeah. I think of, you could call them. They're a metalcore band. Oh, geez, yeah, not really my bag. But they got like some like southern rock influences. Oh boy, I think. Let's take yeah, a the, look from here. the great southern city of Buffalo, New York. Yeah. So. The members that have been in the band for... There are three members that have been in the band the entire time. And one of them is leaving, I assume? Uh, they're, I mean, they're all breaking up. Yeah, okay. Keith Buckley, Jordan Buckley, and Andy Williams. Lead guitar, vocals, and rhythm guitar. And they've had, like, early on, pretty revolving door. Like, they've had a pretty consistent bass player. Bass player they have now, um, Stephen... Me, Mitchy or whatever, sorry, has been playing bass for like 10 years. Their drummer seems to be uh, kind of, you know. Spinal tap situation. I was say, oh, spinal tap situation. There's, I mean, their first drummer seemed to last for a uh, good uh, 12 or so years. So he kind of so lasts like half a long of the time. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. After that, they've, they've had three drummers since then. Ooh. Um, Oh, and the dude, the bass player they've had, he he was in the band earlier too. So he's he's got a pretty long time. Yeah, like, if you've got a yeah. rap, it's going to be hard, easier to find other people, I assume. But oh, it's a question yeah. whether oh, you yeah. want to. That's true. It's always easier to find a band when you have material out and are on the label and this that, and the other. Right, and they don't got to go, you know, digging through through the crates for hey, some play some jabroni guy. Dungo. You know, they could, they digging, got that top shelf digging through Craigslist, digging yeah. through the Craigslist. <laughs> Oof. They've but recruited yeah. the drummer from uh, Dear Mr. Dead to uh, 
to step in. It's Mr. Dead himself. He, 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 you know, put a Craigslist ad up on his desktop computer, the kind that doesn't and hurt you. Then I heard they also got the bass player from Dreadnecks. Oh, really? To step in. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's good Which for one is good that? Is that like bluegrass metal? Yeah, and like the guy who sings like acts like a... Like a complete jabroni. Well, like, <laughs> when I, get mixed, I get him mixed up with the Cotton Eye Joe band from like Sweden. Oh, Rednecks. Red, That's Rednecks. Just called Rednecks. With, okay. with like two axes. Yes, that. okay. Though, man, this guy, this band's so crazy. They're like, they're like country, blue, they're like bodobo. But, but they're, but they're you know, satanic adrenochrome drinkers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, we need our adrenochrome. Yeah, that'd, that'd be funny we if play. that was the thing. that We yeah, actually do <laughs> drink the blood of babies. Uh, we're we like, also play metal. We're like Betty White. We're the yeah. Betty White of punk rock. That band is insufferable. Which one? Dreadnecks. You guys are insanely oh, yeah. good at finding bad local bands. Except most of them aren't even local. They're from like any given one of the shitty towns that are yeah. like an hour away from <laughs> the here. The Woods, New York. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the Woods, New York. There I'm, are I'm a... from the hills, western New York. <laughs> it's a suburb of Utica. There Yikes. are a lot of... Rochester is blessed in this area is blessed to have a lot of musical like acts going on. Yeah. Considering the more, size of the city. Yeah, I think yeah. more than, you know, a lot of some places send similar sizes. You know, for the most part, I'm not saying we're like an accept a true exception. But you know Rochester is the third largest city in New York State, so maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. But I don't know. There's there's something something about shitty bands. I love. We're gonna do a worst of bands. soon. Just something about being from the third largest city in New York State that you know really. You know you can make it. Yeah, like if you can if you can make it in the third largest city in New York State, you Maybe can make it probably si- in the second, second largest city <laughs> in New York State. Which one's that? Which is Buffalo. That's Buffalo, <laughs> really. What was yeah. the other one? Thirteen seven. Oh, thir- it's like a yin yang thing. Yeah, yeah. we watched it. They should made me watch the interview from like Ithaca or something, right? Or, no, like Canadagua, I think. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Even worse. And the guy's like explaining the band name 137. He's like, well, 13's an unlucky number and 7's a lucky number. So it's kind of like a yin yang thing. Kind of like a yin yang thing. I think, I think the interviewer with, guy with was no like. irony. Yeah. The interviewer guy was like, "What? so what is the meaning? Like, be t- yeah, behind, you know, 137. He's like, yeah, it's well, actually, actually it's <laughs> well, any reasonable person would think it was one thirty-seven, not thirteen seven. If right, they wanted like, it to be thirteen seven, they should have put a slash in there or something. Like ACDC, get a lightning bolt between those two numbers. Yeah, get a nice SS bolt in there, <laughs> or like you know, it'd be cool an eight ball between the two numbers. So it'd be like thirteen eighty-seven. An eight ball, jeez. Yeah, use that eight ball emoji. No, it's not thirteen eighty-seven. It's just got an eight ball. Yeah, I mean cool. that's that's the dash between the numbers. Thirteen Confederate flag emoji seven. <laughs> yeah, I had to install an expansion pack for my this phone for I got. My, <laughs> my expansion pack for my Call of Duty Modern Warfare Volume Three. Android phone. Yeah, my Android. <laughs> Interesting, interesting scenes in Rochester, in Rochester, in this area, and yeah, in Buffalo for that matter. Yeah, I remember in uh, yesterday I was talking to Cooper, and he was talking about how Thou played in Ithaca with uh, doing a collab set with Emma Ruth Rundle, and she does like kind of like quieter, like Emma Ruth Rundle, folky kind of mysterious stuff. It's an easy one, and Bubba. Who run? Who does like? Who booked for Ithaca Underground? I don't know if he does anymore. 
was like, we got to have this folk band open. So it was like one of Jason's. Jason was doing it from FedEx. We got to have the dumpster divers open. <laughs> and like <laughs> uh, very much apparently uh, Cooper was like, yeah, they did not fit on the bill like at all. Because like, that it was the Ember with Thunder and that like collaborating with Thou, who were like a very heavy sludge band. Yeah. And then like yeah, Jason's band. So and he was bummed because uh, Cooper's old band Cave Teeth were potentially going to play, but. Kind of a folk band down there, so, and you know, I did. Say, I did think the other day, man, I want to maybe I'll go see some folk punk bands just for a, a good old laugh, good old goof. Good, like that's a good goof. It's so like, bad. what is a what is a better version of that? Like, maybe is there something I can uh, a just folk punk? Just folk music. Yeah, <laughs> just listen to like the first Bob Dylan album. Just listen to Bob Dylan or like some old like sixties seventies like country artists. Or like, like it's Woody, basically Woody Guthrie. Yeah, the Weavers. But I want to hear folk punk though. Well, you're that, you're just, on your own, pal. Do it when you're on fucking cough syrup or something. I don't know. <laughs> you're on your own. Okay, so maybe it's not. <laughs> or no, actually, you know what the good it. version is? Uh, an artist that I love is Billy Bragg from England from the late 70s, early 80s. He did some albums with a full band, but his best stuff is the early stuff, like the first album, which is what I would say to listen to. It's like folk influence. It's very British, but it's folk influence, and it's him with just a guitar, but it's an electric guitar with a lot of reverb. Very stark okay. sounding, very mm-hmm. good songs, great, great lyrics. Billy Bragg rules. Awesome. Has a bunch of good records, but I would say check out the first album. Um, the song New England is probably a New England, not like the part of the United States. He's probably one of the best songs of its era. So, yeah, he's great. Um, he would probably be pretty disappointed in the New England over here. Yeah, and he'd be definitely disappointed in folk punk, I think. Cause it, well, the whole point with him is that he didn't use an... He didn't use fucking bluegrassy Americana instruments. He had it like, in a, like a fucking Stratocaster through an amp. Right, he was probably like, cool. why Why would I want to take from the tree people of uh, North America? Like, I don't need that. Stink America. From Stink America. Yeah, I, I, the one thing I truly don't understand about folk punk, and the guy who performed the other day very much uh, did this, uh, just uh, god-awful singing. Right, like, that's, that is a very funny trope. Like, yeah, he it's was like, like why literally does going Seriously. like, and it's like, well, that, but I mean, I think that's just him trying to be funny or whatever. So that's like whatever. Yeah. But I seriously, the whole it's supposed to be fucking cute. It's like that is brutally bad. Like, is that what they think Woody Guthrie sounds like? I don't understand. No, that, yeah, that's probably how like all the other. That's probably just like what the old like you know folk punk bands from like 10, 15 years ago sounded like. I, the one like I remember, like assholes. the one I remember is Ghost Mice, and they w- had her- tor- terrible vocals, but not like that. They had like sort of uh, cutesy twee vocals, something like that, with a lisp, like an indie rock. There is there are adjectives I want to use that I'm not using. You can imagine. Draw your own conclusions. Yeah, yeah. come up with your own uh, adjectives, folks. Come up with a family friendly, you know, non toxic. If you want to hear a good singing, you got to listen to folk metal. Like Corpus, oh, yeah, Corp- Corpus Clonny. Corporal Clonny. Corpus Clonny. Corporal Clonny is my favorite army commander, man. Or Elstorm. 
Ailstorm. Or I was going to say, listen to um, acapella metal. Tear. Oh, you mean like Van Canto? Batari, Batari. What was the acapella? Then we just watched. It was oh, like some was catatonic it? youth. It acapella. was called Rockapella. Was the name of the group? They did like classic rock songs, though. But they and then like they didn't show them actually. They, they were on like anything. the shopping network trying to sell their CDs, <sighs> like on QVC or whatever. <sighs> That's Corpus Clowney should go on there. Corpus Clowney should QV, QVC with that lady, and they're just like, hey, hey, hey. How about a man with a plan? You ever heard that band Tire? <laughs> oh, what Tire? Yeah, Tire. Tire. Yeah. Come on. T-Y-R, tired. Oh, like the Nordic god. How dare you disrespect my ancestors. I thought it was going to be like tire, like T-I-R-E, and it was going to be another one of your like snake metal idiot bands. (laughs) Snake metal. Those guys are snake metal, though. I mean, tear is, yeah. Are they? I mean, what's snake metal? What's snake metal? It's like load and reload. Oh, um. I got that from (laughs) Sam and um, Mark from Blame God. They came up, I believe, came up with the term. Well, I mean, they're not, but I'm going to say they are snake model on. Who? Tear. Okay. Hey, okay. hey, hey. They're snake metal in that, like... Those guys probably own at least one snake they between all They have at least one snake. They think the, the giant snake that it eats the world, that eats the sun during Ragnarok... That's a Norse thing? Yeah. There's is actually it, a giant it, snake. No, I don't think it is a snake. Is it a snake? Or is it Fenrir? The, the Fen- wolf. Fenrir is a wolf, yeah. There is no, there's definitely a big snake involved. Listen, I just got. You might be last right. Last year I played the 2018 God of War or whatever, and uh, there's a let me say there's a giant snake you talk to, and he's really big and he's supposedly <laughs> longer than the world or something like that. Giant snake, snake, God of War. Yeah, no, you're right. It's the Midgard serpent. Yeah. Which uh, Mid- Mon- Mid- Midgard is like our world Your that we Mon- live Gendar. on. So this snake is gonna. What is he like a cobra or like a, the Midgard serpent? I don't know. It's a it's a oh. sea snake and it's the it's like it's th- Loki's son or child. It's a oh, example Loki of an is oral the, Loki is the trickster wolf that like tricks uh, them into killing Balder or whatever. And yeah. they have to go get oh, him back. Dotty Balder. The death of Balder. That's Buddy, what he means. Lady, I'm going to dotty my Balders in your face <laughs> real quick. Hold on. Yeah, I got to dotty <laughs> my Balders. <laughs> bitch, if you, bitch you, I'm going to dotty your, your Balders. You're going to dotty on my Balders in a minute. Oh, you're going to dotty? You're going to dotty my Balders? Oh, man, my we balders? didn't get to that. Dasha from Red Scare was beefing with Varg from Burz. It was Burzum. so fucking funny. So funny. Wow, I've, was Varg being a huge asshole? I mean, of course. No, like, Varg totally... F- uh, Varg fucking burnt that bitch, no Fanthoff, like, <laughs> straight up. Because she sucks, and she's doing this stupid thing where she pretends to be Catholic, and she posted... Why? Because she wants to be trad, and she's trying to... Because she's a hipster degenerate from New York, and she wants to be... Even more of a hipster, right, be cooler like, than her friends who were on coke by like being trad. Now. And like being Catholic, I mean that is See, kinky. I would just be like, if I'm gonna go trad, I'm going monk. Full so monk. she's yeah, so she she gonna won't. she's gonna dress up like Plus, like like a hot like sexy non lady. Dude, pretty much. Either. No, she posted this picture where she's wearing like a uh, one of those head covering things, not the Muslim one, the, like a the, shawl. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Pockets, and and yeah. someone posted it at Varg and was like. 
this is trad beauty. And then he was like, ah, yes, she's trad by wearing a thousand pounds of makeup or something like that. And I was like, damn, got him, Varg. I should, right. I mean, I bet yeah. you, I bet you wife, uh, Varg's wife doesn't and own she, any Yeah, makeup. and she was trying to get on him because I think this is, again, trying to LARP as a Roman Catholic, even though she's from fucking Belarus. And she was like, leave me alone, you Scandinavian freak. Go yeah, back okay. to your degenerate, useless country. I was like... Degenerate. You don't want so, this. You don't want this Norse smoke, lady. I don't think. I mean, honestly, and when I think of degenerates, I don't think of like the Norwegians. Honestly, they seem no, no Germany. Yeah, yeah, Germany. Yes. She that said, would... "Why is this criminal disparaging me?" Uh, regards to the criminal. tradition, like in not wearing a pound of makeup on photos. That's what Vark said. Yeah, and then Vark said, "It is praiseworthy to do what is right, <laughs> not what is lawful. <laughs> Murder isn't right." You sick Scandinavian freak. Well, I murdered a perverse communist who planned to knock me out with a shotgun, tie me to a tree in the forest, and torture me to death whilst filming it. I have no regrets whatsoever. Good riddance. P.S. I'm still waiting for my diploma. Wait, was Euronymous? Was he a commie, man? No, he... No, he's just saying this. He's he's just rewriting history. Euronymous used to say good things about, like, Enver Hoxha and Pol Pot and Stalin just because his position was they killed... A lot of people, so I think they're cool. Oh, so like right in today's world, Varg is like, oh, that means he's a communist. Means he's a communist, right? And, and I he, mean, he also says Euronymous was gay or whatever. Varg has rewritten his own history and like the the reasons. I burnt down those churches because of this. Actually, I did all this because of this. I wasn't like, a Satanist. I was a Norse pagan from day one, and oh, definitely not up, just man. right. It's like no, you've just been like a hundred percent on the spectrum this entire time. No offense, buddy. Varg. It's like it's cool that you're allowed to like. You know, I, I I would say it's actually it sucks that so many people are allowed to like rewrite their history now. Like actually, back in the seventies, we were fighting against like you know racism. It's like, no, you Aerosmith, no, you weren't. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> it was like, no, it's like if anything, it's like you yeah. guys were doing the racism. Yeah, probably to the doing it. <laughs> Not to say that Aerosmith has like said that recently, but it's always shit like that where yeah. it's like. Yeah. Right, but like uh, Aerosmith, uh, who's like the guy, who's the guy that sang in um, uh, fucking uh, after David Lee Roth. Oh, uh, Sammy uh, Hagar. Sammy yeah. Hagar. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pantera's <laughs> manager like approached me to sing for uh, Pantera after uh, Phil left. So like, I mean, it's just like uh, you know, didn't think it'd be a well, you know. I'll say this. Idea. I, I bet the fuck up, you drunk fucking loser. No, they didn't. No, I mean, I'll just say this. I feel like Dimebag Daryl definitely would want to play with Sammy Hagar. Dimebag yeah. like Daryl would have said, idiot. man, it would be cool. I like, he probably was like, man, I like Sammy Hagar. It'd be cool to do a song with him. And that got interpreted into, wow, well, he wants me to play in Pantera. Yeah. Well, I would be honored I would to be join on, Pantera. I would be honored, but it's just like it's not, you know, I'm not on that kind of path right now. <laughs> yeah, but, like you dude. could fill Phil's shoes. Get the fuck out of here. Right, it's like, dude, you got a lot of racism to catch up on if you want to replace yeah, Phil and Salmo. Come on, man, you gotta like shave your head. He's gotta like, you gotta do the, you gotta do the white power salute at the concert in Korea. Come he's on, just like in the mirror practicing is like practicing the <laughs> salute, just like, no, not good enough. Phil's like coaching him. He's like, you gotta get some more snap in the wrist, dude. You gotta get a little bit. You gotta look a little bit more pissed yeah, off than that, brother. Sure, what have you done, buddy? You gotta work on your scowl, you can't, bro. You had, you got to get fucked up on heroin before you play, too. Are you going to say white power in Korea? You weren't ready for it yet. Yeah, you weren't planning on it. 
You cool with the drums sounding like cannons? Like a gun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you ever seen There's a video of them in Korea, and the drums sound... It's like a live Insane video. Insane reverb. The um, drums sound like cannons going off. It's insane. <laughs> it's like, like loud. It's like almost louder than the guitar, I think. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> sounding, and I think he. that's when he says white power. Uh, when I said white power in Korea. <laughs> to in Koreans. The, in the island nation of <laughs> Korea. They're white. Koreans. Well, see, he was probably like, looks like a bunch of white people out there to me. <laughs> yeah, his eyes are half closed. He's like... Hey, it looks like a bunch of white people to me. These be. are my white brethren. <laughs> in Korea, though. These are my Korean brethren. When I was racist in Korea, it was like the fucking cataclysm of doom. <laughs> that was the highest I've ever been in my life. You know, literally and figuratively. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, fuck Dasha. Um, Varg but is, not Phil and Selmo. But not Phil and Selmo or Varg. But like Varg... <laughs> You know, we're. I, I did say it. We are going to judge your uh, your little MMORP, MMORP. Yeah, your little tabletop RPG someday. Uh, someday soon. Well, he's just going to really kind of go. We're going to go in, get go in on it, or maybe we won't go in on it. I have a feeling it's. Well, he's just going to. He's, he's just going to say, Seems "Oh, you, bad. you are stupid American cheeseburger. You <laughs> are. You know nothing. You are a cheeseburger. You are a dog of NATO." <laughs> <laughs> you we, you are no good. You could not bring my Amazon reviews down 0.1% star. How dare you? Zognato is attacking our Amazon <laughs> reviews. The, the French countryside. Yeah, I'll come over. I'll come over to France. <laughs> I'll I'll burn all the woods down in France just to get rid of you, Varg. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me do it. I'll commit, you know, a heinous crime against the uh, mother, nature mother nature yeah. just to get to you. I know it is funny when people are like, "Let's make fun of Varg." It's like, shut up, like shut up, man. Like, no offense, but that dude kind of probably is happier than like you will ever be. Yeah, the and last like ten. Also, years. it is punching down. I mean, you, don't forget, it is Varg. Yeah, you have to process the fact that he's happier than you before you can make fun of him. And most of those people haven't done that yet. And then, like, what are you gonna making fun of? That's him what's really for? What are you funny making fun about of him it. For like, for the most part, like the. Uh, well, Nazi. right. It's to well, punch. It's to make fun of them for being autistic. I mean, yeah. that's got to be it. Well, no, according to him, they, they're like, well, I can't make fun of autistic people. Well, according to but him, him, it's okay. He made a post about autism once where he like describes some of the symptoms. And he's like, "This isn't a disease. This is the pure European man unbridled <laughs> by civilization." They say this that is what like is wrong. They are wrong. It's actually better. Autist supremacist. He pretty much. I mean, is that worth? I mean. I would say that's worse. I right? mean, I don't know because I have to be ableist. You know, I, there's nothing wrong with. I definitely remember somebody from that band Bird Flash at Dan Loger's retirement show or something. Yeah, he was like taking a piss in the bathroom, and so was Lon from Sulaco. Yeah, and Lon was I think he was like taking a piss or something, and then the guy like grabs his beard, and then Lon's like, "Oh, what? yeah," he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, he's like, "I'm taking a piss right now. Get your fucking hands off me." <laughs> and then, like the you know, the stupid oh, Euro the, was like, "Oh, the, the, what did what is the issue here? Oh, what did I do? Oh, you do not, not like that? Your mouth did not open when I pulled on your beard. What is wrong with that? <laughs> it's right. like Varg. That's that's what you want. That's what you want. Listen, okay, buddy, that's what you want. You want that kind of bull. You want somebody yeah. to pull on your cock when you're taking a piss at the. Well, he doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah. But. No, he's. 
he's he's isolated. He's with his kids, his wife. You know, uh, he's got his all all his board through, games. Digging through uh, you know, berries, berries, <laughs> lingon berries. It just tastes yeah. like lingonberry. <laughs> I will have the lingonberry pancake. <laughs> and I would say he's like his views are like even stupider than like a typical like. Your typical Your Norse. typical white supremacist. Oh, by far. He's I'm, just he, like, yeah. yeah he's the, just making the shit. The plow up. was bad. He's, I mean, they're actually, there's both more stupid and less stupid because he's like the only white supremacist I can think of that carried those opinions to their logical conclusion, which is, uh, yes, we shouldn't have invented agriculture because it's Jewish or whatever. Or, Very or, or it's from Arabs or whatever he thinks. Yeah. I mean, I'll say, I'll See, also he's say He's not this. even a white supremacist. He's like a Euro supremacist. He's a Nordicist, which is an old thing. That was like his, for, with the Nazis and stuff like before that. I'll just like imagine him, like putting him in jail with like a bunch of U.S. White supremacist types. They would probably would them. fucking hate him. Well, he would he would hate them too because they're. Yeah. Uh, he would say they're all Mexican or something, and he would probably be half right. <laughs> True that. <laughs> what are you Greek or something? What all are Greeks what are you good. Italian? <laughs> you must be Italian. There was a good one too where he he found some Turkish act- actor who has like blonde hair and blue eyes, and he's like, "This is my racial brother. I would fight and die for him. I would never do the same for the brown haired." brown-eyed Christian so-called Europeans in Italy. That's pretty hateful. It's like, you're so stupid, it's fucking unbelievable. But he's consistent, and that's most of those guys. Oh, yeah, none of that. I can't think of a single other one where I could say that they're consistent, and he's consistent. Yeah, he's been saying the same thing for a minute now. So. Y- yeah, and uh, it, his views don't are you, internally, like, internally coherent and consistent, just completely insane. So, yeah, if you're a fucking neo-Nazi, like, you have two choices. You can either stop doing that, or you can believe the same things Varg believes, or you can be a hypocrite. Those are your picks for what you can do. I want to yeah. say a solid probably 9 out of 10 falling under the hypocrite thing. Maybe At not least, that. Yeah, it's like all of them except Varg. Yeah. yeah. He's the one. He's the, He's the, the one out of the one, 10. It I is. guess. And who's chosen him? Really no one, honestly. Just himself, <laughs> I guess. See, that that is he does seem very narcissistic. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I think maybe I that's what people. I could see people not this. liking that. I tell you all the, the the what is going on. Yeah, he does that a lot. Right. Like, I mean, it's like, like we're dealing with like a. Uh, he speaks like really like powerful truths, and it's like uh, I don't know. Yeah, man. about how you shouldn't watch porn or have brown eyes. It's like I don't know, man. I didn't choose. Like no one chooses their eyes. Yeah, it's so. insane. Well, not according to him, I guess. Yeah. Or, or if you have brown eyes, that's okay. It just means you have to go. Back to Africa or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, buddy. I don't. And I'm. I'm saying this as someone that doesn't. What does he think eyes. of Australians? <laughs> huh. uh, any. He's anti-colonialist. He thinks that like America and Australia should be given back to indigenous people. Oh, I forgot that he likes like Indians and the uh, Aborigines. Well, yeah, because he th- yeah. and he thinks the Indians have the same uh, religion as him. Oh, actually, you know what? That would make sense that he wouldn't like English people. Like he hates all, British so, people, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, he probably hated them before that. Before yeah, exactly, that yeah. So, uh, you know, no offense. I see, you know, peas on stuff. It's just like... The mushy peas are good. I've had right. them. I'm sure they're good. They're I, I've good. had mushy peas before. I don't want them on my fucking chips. 
with other stuff. Mushy peas? I would like it all separate. Yeah, it's just like pea water, like like green. <sighs> pea water is too. It's I. Uh, it's a little thicker than that. It's thicker. It's like a pea gravy. Yeah, I think it's good on the chips. Wow. I like it. I'll have to, we'll have to go. We'll have to get some real British food. It's we gotta go. We gotta, gotta go, go to the Polish old toad. Spot. Yeah. We gotta go to that Polish spot. Yeah, let's do that maybe this weekend. Yeah. I'm I'm down with that. All right, I All think right. we're good for today. I think we went a little long, if anything. But thank, we did go pretty thank long. you for listening. Um, if you have stuff you want us to review, send it in. It's Cop Pod Official on Instagram, oh. Kings of Punk Pod on Twitter. Thank. I want to uh, thanks to our fan who signed us something about how they like uh, they're a Chromax fan now. Yeah, we've been getting some yeah. great feedback lately, and we really appreciate that. So thank you, everyone. Glad we're uh, converting people to Chromax fans. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've been doing my duty with that. Actually, I've been telling everybody. That I've been li- I listened to the whole Chromags disc discog recently, and you know I got other people checking them out now. One of my favorite bands, so that's yeah. good news. So yeah, thank you everybody. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. We got big things planned. And, big uh, things let us, coming. Let us know what you think. Bigger than your local band, and uh, well, Tim, uh, bombs away.